the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, presented by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with What This Country Needs Is More Love. The month of showers will be here before you can say Jack Robinson. And because of the coming showers, I'd like to pass along to you a very important housekeeping hint that will save you work and worry. It's this. Protect your window sills with genuine Johnson's Wax. Then you won't have to worry if the rain splashes into your open window at night or if a sudden shower comes up before you can get home. The tough film of Johnson's Wax guards the finish. The rain wipes off easily and does no harm. And, of course, the wax makes cleaning windowsills easier all year long, besides turning a dirt spot into a beauty spot. Waxing windowsills is just one of the 100 extra labor-saving uses for Johnson's Wax that you will find listed right on the package. These are all in addition to the use of this famous wax polish for your floors, furniture, and woodwork. By all means, Johnson Wax your floors regularly for beauty, for economy, and for saving work. Nothing adds greater beauty to your entire home than floors that gleam under a rich, mellow Johnson Wax polish. Buy some tomorrow. Last week, the master of 79 Westful Vista offered his services to the nation with no takers. And he is still mortified and chagrined at the humiliation. And here in the living room, one burning and one applying the old salve, we find Faber McGee and Molly. goodness sake. Uh, Don't take it so to heart, dearie. Oh, it wasn't the army turning me down so much, Molly. It was everybody scoffing at me. Nobody even believed my intentions was sincerely. Well, you've got such a reputation for embroidering the truth that whenever you start talking, they give you the needles. Well, I like that. There ain't a more honest, upright, straightforward, down-at-the-mouth guy in the world than me. <laughs> you know that. Yes, I know it, but I seem to be unique. But why? Why? What did I ever do to make people doubt me? Well, you're always so... so imaginative, dearie. Your memory is too good. You remember things that never happened. Why, Molly, I resent that. Just because I skid around a little and josh people, that don't mean that... I wonder if they'd believe me if I said, come in. Well, try it. Come in. They did. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. Where's your uniform? Huh? What uniform? Well, I thought you enlisted in the army. Well, no, I. Uh, they says I was too. They says I was too important a guy to waste at this particular time, sis. <laughs> They're saving me for a real emergency. Oh my! So I guess I ain't got any beef coming. Any what? Beef. I'm hungry. <laughs> that rabbit, sis, you're always hungry. I know it. Well, you've got to learn to control your appetite, sis. It gives you character. 
Do you realize that when I was a young man out west, I lived on roots and berries for a whole winter? <laughs> it's a fact. And when springtime come, I'd even gained 12 pounds and was tougher than rawhide. Well, even now, I'm a great kid in a street fight. I'm the right guy to have around in a jam. In a what? In a jam. Uh... I know, you're hungry. <laughs> okay, Mrs. McGee will give you a couple of cookies. I don't want a couple of cookies, I bet you. Why not? Because I bet you they wouldn't be very good with salt on them. Who says you got to have salt on them? My mama. What? She says to take everything you hand it out with a grain of salt. <laughs> oh. Oh, she did, eh? Sure. She says you can pull more wild yarns than a puppy with a sweater. Is that so? Fibber well... is a fibber. Fibber is a fibber. Fibber is a fibber. Oh, I'm full of wild yarn, am I? Why, that impudent little twerp. I got a good now, notion. Now, 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 here, take it easy, dearie. She's absolutely right. You are a fib. I'm never no such a thing. Well, when did you live on roots and berries for a whole winter? In 19-11. I was broke, and two families I knew put me up for the winter. What two families? The Charlie Roots and the Joe Berries. <laughs> See, I was telling the truth. And that settles it, Molly. I'm going to do something about it and do it quick. About what? That name of mine, Fibber. Well, how on earth did your parents ever come to call you Fibber in the first place? They didn't. I was named after my fourth cousin, Walpole J. Fimmer. Fimmer? Yeah, but the minister that christened me had a cold in his head. <laughs> well, I agree with you, dearie, that Fibber isn't very dignified. Of it ain't, and I'm going to change it, too, legally. Change it to what? Well, I might as well have one with some class to it. Something befitting the president of the Chamber of Commerce. Oh, my. Like, uh, like Chauncey. <laughs> or, or Cyril. Or Archibald. Say, how about Pierpont? Pierpont? My grandfather's name was Pierpont Driscoll. Yeah? He was in the clothing business. Well, what's that got to do with it? Well, his advertisements always said, Get a Driscoll suit with two peers upon. <laughs> Help me up, I'm all cut. <laughs> that was awful, Molly. Besides that, that's too tricky. How about Willoughby McGee? Or maybe Marmaduke? Or Parmalee? Hey, there's a good one. Parmalee Upton McGee. How's that? Oh, that's no good. Why not? Think of the initials. P.U. McGee. Oh. <laughs> hey, how, how about Ronald McGee? That sounds kind of ritzy, don't it? I kind of like that. Ronald McGee. Ronald McGee. Ronald McGee. Ronald McGee. Ronald McGee. Ronald McGee. That does it. From now on, Molly, I ain't Fibber McGee. I'm Ronald. You get that? Okay, Ronnie. But are you really going to change it legally? You bet I am. We're going downtown right now and see a lawyer. Where's my birth certificate? <laughs> it's in the hall closet. Well, you put your hat on while I get it. All right, Ronald, but yeah. I don't know what we're going to do about the initials <laughs> on your handkerchiefs and everything. Oh, uh, well, we'll worry about that later. Dad's wrapped this door anyway. I wonder what... Hey, Molly. Yes? Did you lock the door to this hall closet? What'd you say, Ronald? I said, did you lock the door to this hall closet? Oops! Oops!
sweetie? Never mind. I want to see those lawyers before they go out to lunch. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. What's all the rush? Well, I want to get there. I think this business of changing your name is too silly for words oh, anyway. yeah. You didn't think it was silly when I changed your name, did you? <laughs> well, that was different. <laughs> Say, how about all your clothes and belt buckles and things with your initials on them, FM? How can you use those when you're Ronald McGee? Oh, that's a trifling matter. Shucks, initials don't... Oh, my gosh. What's the matter? How about the initials I had tattooed on my chest? Where your chest is now, dearie, they'll never be seen. <laughs> now, look, McGee, why don't you give up this silly idea and go home? You don't want to change your name to Ronald. Not really. I do, too. Who wants to be called Fibber? Shucks, every time I meet somebody and say, nice day, ain't it? They smile, hold out their hands, and look up at the clouds. They won't even take my word for good morning. Well, my goodness, you can't expect... Uh-oh. Here comes Mrs. Uppington. Oh, that's just dandy. All I need right now is a few haughty whinnies from that horse-faced old hoot nanny. Hush, don't talk like that. Well. Mrs. Uppington is not horse-faced. Her eyes are too small. <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. My dear. I believe you know my husband, Ronald McGee. Oh, yes, I... Uh, who? <laughs> Me, Uppy. Ronald McGee. Well, I... Ronald. That's his new name, Abigail. He's changing it. I'm on my way right now to have it done legal, Uppy. From now on, I'm Ronald McGee. You like it? Oh, it's 
perfect, Mr. McGee. But tell me, what is the purpose in changing your name? Well, he thinks because his name is Fibber, everybody expects him to fib. Oh, that's utterly ridiculous, my dear. Sure. My husband's name was Robert, but he never robbed anyone. Why? Of course not. A mere name means nothing. Oh, I don't know. You know my cousin Gus? Yes. Ain't he disgusting? <laughs> really serious about this, Mrs. McGee. Yes, I think he is, Abigail, and there's no use trying to talk him out of it. When his mind is made up, he's as stubborn as a male. <laughs> Don't you mean mule? <laughs> the terms are synonymous. <laughs> okay, okay, don't mind me, but it's my name, and I got a right to do with it what I want to do with it, and I'm determined to be Ronald. Come to think of it, Mr. McGee, I agree with you. Huh, you do? Yes, I think Ronald is extremely fitting for you. It's appropriate, distinctive, and uh, descriptive. Why, Why Abigail, you... As a matter of fact, I often tell people that the way Mr. McGee talks, he is continually reminding me of that movie actor Ronald Duck. Oh, you mean Ronald? Yes, Ronald Duck. (laughs) Ronald Duck. You see what I mean, Molly? Nobody takes me serial. It'll be different when I'm established with a more dignified moniker. Well, I don't know why. A can of corn with a pretty label is still a can of corn. Oh, so now I'm a can of corn. Well, let me tell you, Mrs. Ronald McGee. Well, well, hello there, folks. What are you looking so grim about, Fibber? Well? He won't answer to Fibber anymore, Mr. Wilcox. His name is Ronald now. What? Ronald? (laughs) Since when? Since I said so, that's since when. Say, what is this anyway? Are you serious? I'm afraid he is. He doesn't seem to realize that a rose by any other name would still wind up in a Spanish dancer's teeth. Oh, so now I'm a Spanish dancer's tooth. Well, kid me all you want. Have your fun. I can take it. I've been taking it all my life. And why? Because my name was Fibber, that's why. And that's why you should keep it. You can't discount the value of an old, established name. Uh, I'll cooperate. What you mean, Wilcox? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, suppose the Johnson Company changed the name of Glow Coat. Now, wouldn't that be ridiculous? Why, Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat is known to millions as the finest no-rubbing, no-buffing polish for linoleum ever made, isn't it? Why, the very word Glow Coat means easy to use, labor-saving, and economy. He's got a point there, McGee. Well, tell him to go sit on it. Okay, okay. I know when I'm not wanted. So long, Molly. It's still Molly, isn't it? Oh, yes. Good. Well, good day, Ronald, old chap. Pip, pip, cheerio, chin up and all that. Carry on. Ha, ha, ha. Ronald. <laughs> Listen to that comedian, will you? Why don't he just come in, sell his glow coat, and get out? <laughs> Who does he think he is? Barry Moore? Why not? You think you're Coleman. And granted, I do not. I'm just a guy that nobody ever takes serious. Every time the word goes around that McGee has an idea, everybody starts cheering from the Bronx. Come on, i got to see that lawyer. What lawyers are you going to see, dearie? Biggest firm in town. Beetlebaum, Firestone, Fogarty, and Fumble. Otherwise known as P-5-O-Fum. Here's their office right here. Yes? Hi, sis. I want to see one of the partners about an important case. Who's in? Well, Mr. Fiedelbaum is in court. Mm-hmm. Mr. Firestone is out of town. Mr. Fogarty is on vacation. And Mr. Fumble is tied up at the moment. Tied up? Yes. The other partners always tie him up when they go out. 
Otherwise, he chases ambulances. How long does it usually take him to squirm loose? He did it in 39 minutes the last time. He's getting to be a regular whodunit. Oh, uh, you mean Houdini, dearie. But maybe we better go someplace else now. If... Hey, Clara, I've done it in 27 minutes. Had a little trouble with a knot under my chin, but... Oh, hello, kid. Well, hello there, old-timer. Don't tell us you're Mr. Fumble, the lawyer. Sure am, daughter. Specializing in trespass, easements, public domain, and normal contendery. What was that last? Normal contendery, Johnny. That means if you got a clear case of malfeasance, with no malice aforethought, and the circumstantial evidence shows indications of flotsam or jetsam with implied breach of garnishee, you should have got his license number. <laughs> a lot about law, McGee. Look, old-timer, can I consult you a minute on a special case? Why, sure, Johnny. Step right into my office. And Clara... Yes, Mr. Fumble? If there's a phone call for me, tell him I want skin and rink six bucks across the board in the fifth. Come on in, kid. You sit in the chair, daughter. You'll have to lean against the water cooler, Johnny. Only got one chair. Never had two clients with once before. <laughs> You'll probably never have one client twice, either. <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it. I object. Objection sustained. Uh, what's you being sued for, Johnny? Oh, he's not being sued. I want to change my name to Ronald. Fibber is too undignified. It's misleading. It's untrue, immaterial, and rear elephant. Will you handle the case for me? Nope. Why not? Aren't you a lawyer? Yep. But you don't need a lawyer to change your name. What? Just go ahead and change it, Johnny. Law says you don't have to go to court for that. Hey, Clara! Yes, Counselor? Tie me up again, will you? Say, I bet I can get loose in 19 minutes this time. So long, kids. <laughs> the King's Men sing the wise old owl. When we stroll through the moonlight, you said I love you. But the wise old owl in the old oak tree said, Ooh, you said you'd love me all your whole life through. But the wise old owl in the hickory tree said, Ooh, so I never thought we'd say goodbye. That old bird must have known that now tonight he and I would be under the moon alone. Maybe I'll find a new love, that's what I should do. But the wise old owl in the maple tree said, Ooh, I heard the wise old bird say, Ooh, But how was I to know that he was just a fooling me and you? When we strolled through the moonlight, you said, I love you. But the wise old owl in the apple tree said, Ooh, 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 to do the Tree said, Ooh, 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 you're gonna love when 
Well, the old-timer said you didn't need any court's permission to change your name. Ah, oh, what does that old fuddy-duddy know about law? He studied it. Well, I studied algebra, too, and I couldn't give you the square root of a geranium. <laughs> and irregardless of what he says, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to get the court's approval and have it in the record. Well, how long do we have to wait for this judicial nip-up? <laughs> Not long. I sent my petition in by the bailiff. He's going to call me when well, he... Well, well, hello there, Mrs. McGee. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, hello, Fibber. Hello, Fibber! You know, Molly, I sometimes think they ought to have separate courts for the better class of people. The way the public is permitted to holler and yell in our public buildings is a disgrace to the... Now, look here, McGee. You heard me speak to you. Did you mean me, my good fellow? Yes, I mean you, and I'm not a good fellow. Uh, Anyway, I'm not your good fellow. Why don't you answer somebody when they speak to you? Would you answer if he called you Jasper? Well, Jasper's not my name. Well, Fibber ain't my name either, Jasper. <laughs> He's changing his name to Ronald, Mr. Gildersleeve. What? He is? Yes. Ronald. <laughs> what's the idea, McGee? Because Fibber ain't dignified, that's what's the idea. It ain't commensurate with my professional and social standing. Your social standing, huh? <laughs> You, the Jeter Lester of Wistful Vista. <laughs> Who's Jeter Lester? Have you seen Tobacco Road? Don't change the subject. Who's Jeter Lester? <laughs> Why, you illiterate little four-flusher. You wouldn't know if I told you. I wouldn't stand for that, McGee. You're not so little. Now, you look here, Gildersleeve. If I didn't have important business in that courtroom any minute now, I'd teach you a lesson. Oh, you would. Yes, I would. You couldn't teach multiplication on a rabbit farm, you ignoramus. <laughs> and don't you double up your puny little fists at me, either. Now, listen, he'll double up his puny little fists at whomsoever he wants to. I'll say I will. That bullfrog baritone of yours don't scare me, Gildersleeve. You're a hard man, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to fight, you me. Mr. McGee's case is being called. Thanks, Bill. Uh, I'll be right in. Mr. Mr. McGee's case. Oh my goodness. Are you in trouble, little chum? Why didn't you let me know? Who did you kill, McGee? And I'll bet he deserved it. No, it's just about changing his name legally, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> Ronald. Well, good luck, Ronald. <laughs> Thanks, Gildersleeve. Come on, now. Is Mr. McGee in the courtroom? Mr. McGee? Here I come, Judge. I'm McGee. The court has a petition in your name for legal change of nomenclature. Are you the petitioner? Yes, he is, Your Honor. Uh-uh, and who are you? Uh, Molly McGee. Molly Driscoll, as was, and married to the defendant for nearly 20 years. I ain't a defendant, Molly. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Now, what was the purpose behind your desire to change your name, McGee? Uh, Business reasons, bud. Bud? (laughs) McGee, when you say, uh, when you speak to bud, say your honor. (laughs) Excuse me, Judge. Yes, I want to adopt the name of Ronald McGee for business and professional reasons. What is your business? Oh, a little of everything, your honor. (laughs) I think my favorite occupation, my avocado, you might say. Avocation? Yes, my... uh, I think what I do best is fish. That's so. Mm -hmm. I'm quite an angler myself. 
Really? What's your angle? <laughs> he means he fishes too, Molly. You ever been up in the Succotash River country, Your Honor? Oh, where's that? Oh, southwest of the Puyallup Mountains and east of the San Verde foothills. Not many fellows know about that place. Be glad to take you up there sometime. Oh, thank you very much. You uh, really get them up there, do you? Say, what, what, by the way, uh, what's your first name, Judge? Uh, Conrad. Uh, tell Connie about the time he caught the 45 pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, sir, that was in the spring of 1911, Connie. I just come back to camp with a big buck antelope for dinner. Out now, of season to shoot antelope, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I didn't shoot it. I, I, I strangled it. <laughs> Self-defense, you know. It attacked me first. Yeah, with a knife this long. No, oh, no, no, Nolly. Not with a knife. That's ridiculous. Well, go on, McGee, about this big fish. What big fish? Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> well, sir, everybody knew there was a big fish in that part of the Succotash River, but nobody had ever seen it till I come along and caught it. Well, what bait did you use? Two aspirin tablets. <laughs> aspirin tablets? My word, never heard of such a thing. Oh, you didn't? Oh, oh they say they're fine for a headache, too. <laughs> well, sir, I dropped my line over the back of the motorboat. Motorboat? How on earth did you ever get a motorboat up in those mountains? He packed it in by dog sled, didn't you, dearie? I didn't know there were any sled dogs in this part of the country. Oh, I raised these myself. <laughs> kind of a sideline with me. <laughs> Personally, I always thought raising those dogs took too much time away from your counterfeiting, dearie. What's this? What's this? Counterfeiting? Yeah, I, I, I used to build counters and fit them in the new stores, Judge. <laughs> I'm an expert cabinet maker. Oh, I see. Quite an all-round fellow, aren't you? No, indeed he is, Your Honor. He's around all the time. What, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, sir, I seen I was running out of gas, so I adjusted my parachute and got ready to bail out. Bail out of what? You were in a motorboat fishing. Fishing for what? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you was paying attention, Connie, old man. <laughs> well, sir, I never had such a battle with a fish in my life. The minute salmon smelled the rope for cheese, I always used rope for his bait for salmon. Now, <laughs> just a minute, my good man. I think this has gone far enough. I haven't caught him yet. I, I never heard such a string of fables in my life. Huh? You're insulting my intelligence. Say, he never said a word about your intelligence. Why, Judge? Conrad, you mean to sit there in your big black nightgown and accuse me? Of... Be quiet. I've heard enough. Leave this courtroom. But how about his petition, Your Honor? What petition? Why, to change my name. I want to change my first name to Ronald. From what? Uh, Fibber. Petition denied. Now get out! <laughs> Ronald, er, uh, Fibber and Molly will return in just a moment. In the meantime, I'd like to say a word about dogs. You know, Scotties and Cocker Spaniels and Terriers. They're so loyal and they look up at you with such kind, dependent eyes. They really are wonderful pals to have around, aren't they? Especially if you have children. And yet, when they come romping across your clean kitchen floor with wet, muddy feet, it takes a woman with a very good disposition not to get angry. I should say either a very good disposition or a kitchen floor that's protected with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. After all, you can't put a fence around your kitchen. The groceries, meat, and milk have to be delivered. Why not solve that kitchen floor problem once and for all with Glow Coat, the modern floor polish that takes no rubbing or buffing, that shines as it dries, and protects your floor with a long-lasting, beautiful finish. You simply apply Glow Coat and let it dry. In 20 minutes, your floor is protected and beautiful, and the linoleum colors are as bright as new. 
Buy a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat right away. Yes? Look, when I started to tell that judge about an innocent fishing trip, why did you have to throw in all that extra stuff? That's what ruined me. Now, I had to back you up. Well, I was just demonstrating, dearie, that you're naturally much more of a fibber than you are a Ronald. Mm-hmm. You don't really care, do you? No, not really. But what burns me up, that, that judge deceived me. How? Well, I've been looking at the atlas, and there ain't any Succotash River in the Puyallup Mountains. He didn't say there was. You did. Huh? Oh, that's right. Well, um, uh, good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Hello, folks. Uh, I'm your garage man. You know, times surely have changed. I remember when it used to take half a day to wax polish your car. Real hard work, too. And now look how easy the job is with Johnson's Car News. And look at that row of shiny cars. Don't they look swell? Yes, sir, wax polishing is easy with Car New because Car New both cleans and wax polishes in one operation. Try Johnson's Car New yourself. It doesn't cost much. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs> 